Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. It's amazing how two people, or two groups of people, can be exposed to the same thing and perceive it so differently. We see it all the time in politics, in religion, at work or school, even in our homes. Today on Drawing Near, we see this same phenomena take place with the gospel. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and study the faithful and the contrary. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Heavenly Father, as we come before you, we do so, Father, knowing that we are unworthy, that you are God. You are righteous and holy and just, loving, merciful, and gracious, and yet we are sinful. Isaiah says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way, and yet in mercy and love, you laid our iniquity upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, as we seek to study responses to the gospel today, we pray, Lord, that you would help us and guide us, give us wisdom and discernment, and Lord, lead us to righteousness and faithfulness in Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to begin today by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16, and we're going to read all three verses. In verse 14 it says, For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen just as they did from the Judeans, who killed both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they do not please God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they may be saved, so as always to fill up the measure of their sins, but wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. In our previous passage about his and those who are with him's gospel presentation, their integrity, their faithfulness, and how the Thessalonians had received that. He continues with talking about the response the Thessalonians had to the gospel and the gospel's power in them in these verses today. He says, for you, talking about how the Holy Spirit works in those who believe, for you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God which are in Judea in Christ Jesus. In receiving the gospel message, These Thessalonian believers imitated the faithfulness of the Christians in Judea, in Israel, in the southern part of Israel, by enduring suffering and persecution from their own brethren. We see that in the next part of verse 14. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans. The Thessalonian believers suffered a lot of persecution. We can see that in the book of Acts. Paul and those with him had suffered when they originally shared the gospel with the Thessalonians, and that persecution didn't end when Paul left. It continued. But the Thessalonians, even in the midst of persecution and suffering from their own countrymen, continued to be faithful, just like those true believers in Judea did when the Jews persecuted them. It is a characteristic of the gospel that when we trust in Christ, There will be those who rally around us, the body of Christ, and encourage us, 
and there will be those who cause us suffering. Maybe they're just simple detractors, or they don't believe, or they live their lostness in front of us and we're concerned, or they become more aggressive, antagonizing or distancing themselves, ignoring us, or saying all kinds of evil against us. There's all kinds of persecution. The Thessalonian believers were suffering some intense persecution, and they revealed their true faithfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ, their true salvation, by being faithful in the midst of the suffering, just like the Judean Christians were being in Israel. And so Paul goes on in verse 15 to talk about those who were persecuting the Judean Christians. He says, they persecuted both the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us, and they do not please God and are contrary to all men. These individuals who were against the gospel, who were against Paul's ministry to the Gentiles, who were against the Lord Jesus Christ, they had a long history of being against God. Not these individuals only, but these types of individuals in Israel, in Judea, in Jerusalem, and their ancestors who go way back even to the prophets who they persecuted. Paul says they killed the Lord Jesus. They killed their own prophets. They persecuted us, referring to the apostles and Paul and Barnabas and those, and they do not please God. It's amazing how you can hear the gospel, you can hear the prophecies, you can see Jesus Christ and respond so differently to him. Some in Israel believed when they heard the gospel message. Others not only didn't believe, but became aggressive against those who were perpetuating the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul understands this because he had been one of them until Jesus confronted him on the road to Damascus. While some are against the gospel, others fall to their knees before the Lord Jesus Christ, turning from their sin and proclaiming their faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. That's what the Thessalonians did. But the same thing had happened in Thessalonica. Some who heard the gospel rejected and started persecuting. Others who heard the gospel accepted the gospel and were saved and endured persecution. Not only were those Jews in Judea who were contrary to the gospel, not only were they killers of the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and persecutors and they didn't please God, but they were contrary to all men forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved. It really didn't matter what people did with the gospel. They were against it. They were contrary. They were divisive. And God hates division. They'd staked out territory in their own minds, in their own religion, about what was right and what was wrong, and they were willing to die on that hill. And they would. They didn't want Paul to preach the gospel to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. They actually didn't want the gospel preached to anyone, and they were filling up the measure of their sins. There's this idea that God allows people to sin and sin and sin, heaping up wrath and wrath and wrath until finally he just pours it out on them. But we're told at the end of verse 16, but wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. Now, maybe they hadn't experienced it yet, but the full measure of their sins had and was accumulating to the point that their wrath was certain. Their wrath was as certain from God as our salvation is. And wrath will come upon them, has come upon them, 
to the uttermost. I want you to think about this with me. You can hear the gospel and reject it and experience the wrath of God. You can continue in your sin, continue to be prideful and arrogant and unbelieving and experience the wrath of God. Or you can fall on your face humbly before the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing our sins and repenting and be saved. Not just be saved, but to be saved to all of those things that await us in eternity. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians that he doesn't believe that what we suffer in this world even compares to the glory that awaits those who trust in Jesus Christ. We need to praise the Lord for his grace and mercy, and we need to be faithful in season and out of season, ready to give an answer of the hope that is within us at all times. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these words. And Father, although I'm not sure that I communicate them very well, I trust that your Holy Spirit will take them to our hearts and lives and burn them within us and encourage us to live for Jesus Christ faithfully, regardless of those around us and how they respond. Father, thank you for the testimony we have of Paul, of the faithful in Judea, of the Thessalonican believers and the Philippian believers. Father, help us to be like them in our faithfulness to you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.